This conversation on COVID-19 was made possible by Discovery. We hear from Dr. Nolutandu Nematswerani, Discovery Health's Head of Clinical Policy Unit, about how Discovery is helping its members prepare for vaccine delivery. There are still uh, some uh, steps that need to be taken to ensure that, uh, you know, we've got robust clinical data uh, around efficacy and safety of the vaccine. So uh, most experts uh, locally and globally are expecting the vaccine at least by mid-2021. But we do welcome the positive news coming out of Pfizer where, you know, they are seeing that their vaccine is offering a 90% efficacy at this point. But uh, the clinical data obviously supporting the publications that we've seen uh, has not been peer-reviewed and therefore we still uh, would like to see that data. And obviously also just understand uh, which population groups benefited the most from the vaccine. And obviously when you are planning a rollout of broader rollout of, of a vaccine, you need to understand exactly which patient populations you would be prioritizing. From a South African point of view, obviously once there is a commercially available vaccine, um, we would as a country be in line to, to access this. Uh, our government is participating in a global initiative, COVAX, uh, where you know governments contribute specific amounts of money so that uh, they can be in line to get um, some doses uh, for the country. This is really about equitable access to these vaccines because if such initiatives are not in place, the risk is that the wealthy countries are the ones that are potentially going to buy up everything and then uh, the poorer countries end up with no access and I think there is history that can be referenced in this regard where for H1N1 at some point only wealthy countries got the vaccines and and I think we're just trying to ensure that we don't see a repeat of that and I think our South African government is working hard to, to ensure that access will be afforded to those who are eligible and I think from a discovery point of view then in line with what I've just said, we are also prepared. We're preparing, obviously, a budget to ensure that for members who are eligible, members of the scheme who are eligible, they will then have the necessary cover when the vaccine does land in our shores. Access is that's going to be granted for, to South Africans is going to be driven through the government process. But at a later stage, when you know access has been stabilised, and COVID is, is COVID and it's part of us, uh, you know, there may be uh, access then that uh, is, is granted uh, to private, privately insured uh, members through private entities like, you know, pharma then distributing to private uh, retail pharmacies and allowing us to contract uh, with those to, to ensure access for private patients. One of the important uh, aspects about, you know, access to some of these vaccines is also participation. So if you participate in clinical trials, it also at least gives you priority in essence because you have participated in generating the evidence that ends up resulting in that particular vaccine then receiving the, the necessary approval. So we are hopeful that because it's not only the AstraZeneca vaccine that is currently being tested in South Africa, there's a Johnson & Johnson one. And the, yeah, so there are others that are being tested as well. So we are really hopeful that when, when the time is right, and there is a good evidence for safety and efficacy and the vaccines are made uh, commercially available that South Africa will be one of the countries that will be prioritized for accessing these vaccines. Even though you may have all the, I mean, we say hundreds of vaccines, but 
when you think about the number of vaccines that are, you know, in stages that are meaningful, because remember, there's the laboratory phase, and then you move into animal trials, and then you get into human trials. So you find that the, the vaccines that are in human trials are less than 20 currently. And then even in the ones that are in human trials, you find that there are different phases. There's phase one, phase two, phase three trials. And, and obviously the phase one trials are really the, the early stage trials in humans where you are still looking and saying what is the right dose and it's usually smaller numbers. And then you increase the numbers to test now, okay, you know, uh, some form of safety measures. And then as you move to the higher phases, then you are testing efficacy, then you're looking and comparing, and it must be obviously larger numbers of patients and diverse groups also that need to be included so that, uh, you know, you've got a representative cohort of patients. And at the end, when you say the results mean this, and they, you know, it, it, you can't be only representing a small population in, in your study results. So you need to, to create diversity in, in your recruitment of people who need to be participating in the trials. Interestingly enough, I attended a, a webinar that was hosted by the MassGen clinicians, and they were just talking about, obviously, clinical trials in children, because you know that from an ethical point of view, you cannot start your studies in, in, in children. You start by ensuring safety and efficacy in adults first, and then you can then start uh, testing some of these vaccines then, and in fact, sometimes extrapolating some of the data to children. So they may be, you know, the last to be included in the whole uh, vaccine uh, trial space. And also it's because of just the ethical issues around testing, you know, medications in children. We cannot overemphasize the non-pharmacological interventions, which is hand washing, sanitizing, mask wearing, and ensuring that people, you know, physically distance, they avoid crowded environments. When they are in crowded environments, they ensure, you know, adequate ventilation because uh, we just worried that people are dropping their guard now and we're going to see a surge in infections. And I think we are starting to see an uptick in, in provinces like the Eastern Cape. It's also culturally different for us to be walking around with masks uh, but it's the only way we can get, uh, we, we can prevent uh, the, the, the spread of the infection. This conversation on COVID-19 is made possible by Discovery.